This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Byrne, your host on Catitude. Well, hey, most of you have at least probably one cat, right? A lot of you have probably two. But what about adopting another cat? And what about adopting a cat that's a little older? We're going to talk to my guest today. I'm super excited. He has made it his mission to get the word out to adopt and to consider adopting older strays. We're going to be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by Hanover Square Press and the secret language of cats, how to understand your cat for a better, happier relationship by Suzanne Schatz. Have you ever wondered what your cat is saying? In the secret language of cats, Schatz offers a crash course in cat phonics to help you crack the cat code. Perfect for the fans of the lion in the living room and the inner life of animals. The secret language of cats by Suzanne Schatz is available for purchase today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce David Corgan. He's a producer, actor, and author. Welcome, David. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to talk to you. Now, we're going to talk about some of the great stuff that you've... Well, we'll leave it as a teaser. We'll talk about how you put out the word to adopt a little bit later. But first, what is it about... You know, we're big on this show about adopting and especially strays, getting them fixed. I'm passionate about that. But a lot of people don't always consider older strays. Why is that so important to, you know, get the word out for that? Yeah, absolutely. So I first adopted a dog and a cat out here in Los Angeles, and they were two shelter animals. And I got them as babies, a baby kitten and a baby uh, puppy. And um, about a year ago, I was going to get my license renewed for my dog. And when I went to get it renewed, I saw this guy walk in, and he had this cat container and a really large cat inside, an older cat. And he looked at the guy behind the counter, and he goes, where do I leave him? And the guy behind the counter is like, what are you talking about? And the guy's like, well, you know, I'm moving and I can't take the cat with me. And it broke my heart, the idea that animals were all they know. And the fact that somebody could, in my opinion, kind of callously kind of say, you know, I just can't take care of this animal anymore and I'm going to make it somebody else's problem. And it just made me sad. I understand that, you know, a lot of people have circumstances that are out of their control and they, and they have to surrender their animal or give them to somebody else. I get that. But there are also a lot of situations where people have the opportunity to keep the animal and find the, the way in which to maintain the, um, the animal under their roof. Some people might have to leave and move for uh, work and the place that they're moving to doesn't allow animals. And my reaction is, well, would you move to some place that doesn't allow kids? You're not going to, you know, throw your kid away just because you're moving to a place that doesn't allow kids. 
So that was kind of my mindset, and it really made me sad, and, and it became my mission to start investigating to look at the euthanization rates of animals uh, nationwide. And it's uh, 1.4 million cats a year are euthanized. And I know for a fact that, that, you know, when I first adopted my animals, I was looking for the puppy. I was looking for the kitten. And I passed up the older animals. And we know, it's obvious, it's, it's statistics, statistically um, stated, that the older animals have a hard time finding forever homes. And I believe that if you get an animal, it's a forever thing, that it's uh, something that you have to keep for the rest of your life. It's something you should do. And then, secondarily, I uh, was on Twitter, and I saw this. I have a bunch of people added to my Twitter feed, and I saw this one pet-related uh, shelter. Uh, I forget which state, but the feed that came across said it was an adorable picture of an older cat, and it said, to be destroyed, and it had a date. And that really fueled me to really push my mission of trying to get these older animals adopted. I understand that animals under the law are considered property, but the fact that you, you see this beautiful animal and they're to be destroyed is just a horrible statement to hear and consider, and it just broke my heart. And so I started writing. And I figured one way I can get my message out is by writing and having something humorous and also with a message. And uh, so that's what I did. Okay, we're going to talk about what you've written a little bit later. But in regards to what you're saying, I'm getting goosebumps as um because I've seen on Twitter, on Facebook, I haven't seen it yet on Instagram, but I'm sure it's there, that they'll say, hurry up, adopt this animal, it's going yes. away, this, I've seen that so much. We even have people writing us as to what they can do, because they've, we just got an email recently, someone wrote, and he said, do you know who I could find to adopt my cat. I'm moving overseas and I can't take my cat with me. So there are circumstances, you know, when of things course. happen and you you yep. don't have a choice, but then be responsible like this, you know, fan of Pet Life Radio was and find a home for your cat yes. or your dog. Don't just say, okay, I'm just bringing them someplace and there it is. Yes, it just breaks my heart because a lot of animals, especially, you know, when they're a kitten, when they're a puppy, they're adorable, they're cute, everybody loves them, everybody wants them. But the minute they grow up and they grow out of that cuteness, kind of like a teenager that becomes gawky and, you know, kind of that teenager kind of look in puberty, they're no longer that cute, adorable thing. And the fact that there's so many out there that don't have a home and somebody will care for them and their prison is their their shelter, and that's their last stop. And it just breaks my heart. Uh, Sorry. And you know what? There's a lot of misconceptions, too, about older cats. Like, you know, cats are very smart. Some people say they're yes. even smarter than dogs. They're one of the smartest animals. And they are. I've learned so much about cats with, you know, the ones I've adopted and, you know, being um, a host on Catitude, just so much. They're brilliant animals. And there's, you know, some people think, well, if I, you know, adopt an older cat, they'll already have all these behaviors and everything. Guess what? Yep. You could train them. Even they say, you know, can't teach an old dog new tricks or old cat new tricks. Nope. Sorry, that's wrong because I have both. I have old dogs and cats and they do learn new stuff all the time. And they also adjust to you. You know, even if it's an older cat, they'll adjust to you and your lifestyle. Might take a little bit of time, but so does a kitten, you know, because they're just younger. And the other thing is that people say, well, an older cat, they might have a disease or this or that. Guess what? 
You never know what your kitten's going to get either, or a puppy. That's right. You know, you don't know. I mean, you do as much testing from the shelters. Um, a lot of them will do testing, making sure their cats are basically healthy so they don't catch anything from each other. And, you know, take your, you know, get the cat to your vet, get a checkup before you, you know, fully adopt. But you never know. There's people that have had adopted older pets that have been fine and people that have adopted kittens that end up with all kinds of problems. So you never yes, know. You're totally right. And the fact that every animal needs love. They have love and they need love. And the fact that it's a shame to see these animals that have so much love to give and uh, they're not uh, getting their just. Exactly. Now we'll be right back after this break and I'm going to tell you about the cat that adopted me and what David has written that is a great way to get the word out. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. Michelle Fern here. I just want to tell you about this great new litter I found. Molly and Dennis and Charlotte love it. And what's even more important, Mama loves it a lot. It's called Pretty Litter, and what it does that it makes it so different from any other litter I've ever used is it has a built-in health monitoring system. So the litter actually changes color to let you know if there's anything going on with your cat because cats hide their health issues. They don't really talk and tell you about it until it's almost too late. So what this does is it starts off, it actually starts off really pretty. It's a white crystal and it will turn colors as your cat does its business. There's actually a color code on the bag and it lets you know if it turns this color, you know, monitor it because it might be time to see your vet and check it out. Now, the other wonderful thing is that I have a special code for all my catitude friends. Go to prettylitter.com slash cat101. Use the coupon code CAT101 and you'll get 20% off your first subscription order. That's prettylittercats.com slash CAT101. Use the coupon code CAT101 and you'll get 20% off your first subscription order. Can't beat that. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Catitude, everyone. All right, where I'm talking to David Corrigan, and we're talking about adopting older strays, especially cats, of course, because we're Catitude. Well, here's a story, a brief story, about the cat that adopted me, and this was my first cat. I had, and some longtime listeners might know this story, so sorry, but it's worth repeating. Dennis was my first cat, and he's like the, the king of the cats, and I have five now, which is a little crazy, but hey. And um, Dennis actually adopted me. I heard meowing one night outside my house, opened the door. It was a cold night, as cold as it can get in you know South Florida, so maybe it was like 40. But he was cold, meowing, meowing, opened the door, cat walked in, said, I'm here, and was completely at home. Now, Dennis is part Maine Coon, so I, or maybe all Maine Coon, 
So Maine Coons are not like other cats, but this was my first experience with cats. So I thought all cats are like Dennis. You know, Maine, they say Maine Coons are the dogs of cats, which was, I guess, a good cat for me to start with because I was used to dogs. I think I've seen him hiss like three times and he's about 10. He was about a year or so, year and a half old, I think, when we he adopted me. And he doesn't hiss, he doesn't scratch, he doesn't, I mean, he's just very cool. You know, you can cuddle with him. He's just like a dog. And so when I finally started adopting my other cats, I realized, oh, he's really not like, I thought all cats were like that. No, he has different behaviors. So it was kind of interesting, you know, experience and probably a good way for me to get started learning about cats. How was your experience with your cat and dog, David? Oh, mine was amazing. I got my cat about 10 years ago. And at the time I had an apartment and I couldn't get a dog. So I I was like, I want an animal, I desperately want to adopt. And so I got my cat and, um, I was just fascinated with my cat's behavior, like the little nuances that they have. They have their own little, their own little personality, and um, it was fascinating to watch and learn and, and watch them actually grow. They are, and I have seven because I have five cats and two wow. dogs. I have to count. This is terrible. And, um, and if I had a, a bigger place and maybe a ranch or something, I'd have more. But, I say the um, same thing. Yeah, it's, uh, don't ask me how many litter boxes are in my house because you don't want to know. <laughs> but um, it's amazing how they do. They all have their little quirks and everything. Yeah. And my one that was adopted was actually born right on my front step. So she's the only Aww. one I know absolutely know her birthday and raised her from like a little teeny kitten. And now she's talkative and very snarky, which is, I'm told, normal cat behavior. So Yeah, yeah. So, hey. That's amazing. And talk about behaviors. Her sister, I say sister from different mister because it's different litters. And (laughs) I had to learn how to get them to get along because I kept saying, maybe I won't be able to have both. And my spouse, he said, nope. We, we adopted, we have to, you know, and I wouldn't really yeah. gotten rid of her, but I just, it was a challenge. But you know what? You just take those challenges, just like your kids, they give you challenges. Just take the yep. challenge and, you know, correct it. Now, you've written two amazing books that talk about adopting a cat and adopting a cat that's a little older. Tell us about your books and the uh, star, Pickles. Absolutely. So the the first book that I wrote, they're both short stories, and they're part of a trilogy called The Adventures of Pickles. And the first one, of course, is Adventures of Pickles. Then the part two is called Cat Paradiso. And the last one, which is due out uh, later this year, is called The Breakout. And it's all about a domesticated cat, and which was based on my cat. And the adventures the cat has when a domesticated cat goes out into the world and encounters other strays, other animals, you know, squirrels, skunks. And I thought it was fascinating to take the nuances that, that these animals have and kind of build an identity around them and give them a voice. What's going on inside your cat's head? Kind of let that cat speak. And so one of the, one of the things that I say, one of the trademark, well, not trademark, but one of the, the statements that I say in my book is, be transported to my world. You may just not want to come back. And that's the world of pickles. And as I was writing it, I started thinking about a message. And I'm like, you know, it's fun, it's quirky, it's fast-paced, it's, it's humorous. But then I decided, you know, I really want that message about the older strays. And so I started writing more of a, a message book and the deeper message of the fact that older strays on the street really have a tough life. 
And if one of them get captured by animal control and go into the system of the shelter system, you know, in some states and some cities, they could have up to 72 hours where if they're not adopted due to overcrowding, to be destroyed. And um, so that's what I, I kind of wrote into my books and into my trilogy. Well, they're adorable books, and I love the um, the graphics as well on the cover. Oh, thank you so much. They're really, really great. Where could people find your books? Where can they find uh, The Adventures of Pickles and The Adventure of Pickles 2, Cat Paradiso? Where can they find them? Sure. So they're available right now in select stores in Los Angeles and also on Amazon.com. And uh, you can just Adventures of Pickles and under my name, David Corrigan. And also, in all your research, and I know it's mentioned in the books too, people that are listening, you know, might get them, well, there's people out there that are thinking of adopting and saying, you know, maybe I should get an older cat. Where are some good places to go that you found in doing all your research that people can go to to either find out information on what to expect with adopting an older cat or where they can adopt an older cat? Yeah, my advice, 100%, is to go to your local shelter. Look at your local shelter. Look at the, uh, the rates of euthanization and approach those shelters. And when you go to the shelters, I know it's, it's so tempting when you see the puppies and you see the, the small, the kittens. It's so tempting to go for them. But really, looking back at my life, when I first adopted my animals, as much as I love them and adore them with all that I, I have and love, I really kind of wish that I did adopt older animals because as I've aged and as I've seen what's going on in the system, it breaks my heart that I can't do more and I can't adopt more. Kind of like what you said, my house is not big enough to support more animals. And so I advise people to go to their shelters and actually look for those older animals. That's great advice. And, you know, you can do research and, you know, everybody researches on the internet as far as, you know, some of the pluses of adopting an older animal. But we've talked about it. I think there's many, you know, there's kittens and just like puppies, they have, you have the rear work cut out for them for at least six months or so. They're a little terrors, but, you know, they are cute, but there's plenty of older cats that are really cute too. And you also mentioned, I think it was the ASPCA. Yes. Yeah, the ASPCA. So, you know, I, I look at them and I also look at like uh, Cat Coalition and uh, both of them, you know, that they have the reports of euthanization and um, how high it is and how many animals are actually impacted by it. So I really kind of try to push people, especially in my books, I list the, the rates and what's happening to these animals. And my drive and passion is that if I can even inspire one person to save a life, then um, I feel like I'm doing a little bit uh, the best I can. Well, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and talking about adopting older strays and especially older stray cats. So if people are trying to reach you, David, what is the best way to contact you? Sure. The best way to get me would be on my website, which is dlcorrigan.com. Or they can also get me on Twitter, which is at dl underscore Corrigan. And I definitely welcome people responding and reaching out to me. I would love to hear uh, stories that people have and whether or not they've adopted an older stray, especially as a result of my book. I would love to hear those kind of stories. Okay, great. Well, I am sure there are a lot of people who are interested. And thank you again for coming on Catitude. Great. Thanks, Michelle. Wow, great show. And I love getting the message out about, you know, adopting 
adopting older cats. Just, I would love to hear euthanized rates go, oh, they're like down by, you know, 90%. That would be a dream. And I want to give a big shout out to someone in my life, Adam, who did adopt an older stray a few years ago because he just felt like he had one cat and he thought, you know, I want to adopt, but I want an older cat because I know that they have a harder time. So big shout out to you, Adam. And I would like to thank my crew of kitties that keeps me on my toes. And there's actually only one was adopted as a kitty, and that's Molly. Dennis and Charlotte and Sammy and Jethro were all older cats. So I'm going to give myself kudos for that. But hey, if you're thinking about adopting, which is a great thing from the shelter, think older cat. Why not? I'd like to thank my guest, David Corgan, for coming on Catitude. Thanks to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound great. And thanks to everyone listening on Catitude. You make this show one of the most popular on Pet Life Radio. Thank you. Now, you know you can always go to Pet Life Radio, look up the show Catitude, and go to the episode page for this show. Find out more information. There's episode pages for every single show that is done. So you can find out more information, links to websites, and more. Keep listening. We have specials and promo codes and all kinds of cool stuff coming up. And any other questions or comments, Michelle at PetLifeRadio.com. Keep listening. There's so much more stuff, great stuff coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.